Hey, history lovers. I'm Mike Rosenwald with Retropod, a show about the past rediscovered. September 11th, 2001. Lieutenant Heather Penny waits on a runway at Maryland's Andrews Air Force Base, ready to fly. That morning, two commercial airliners crashed into the World Trade Center towers in New York. A third flew into the Pentagon. A fourth hijacked airliner seemed to be hurtling toward Washington. Penny had a simple mission. Stop it. She didn't have ammunition or missiles, though. She didn't have anything to attack the plane with, except her own plane. So that was the plan. Penny and her commanding officer would fly their fighter jets straight into the hijacked Boeing 757. Penny was one of the first generations of female combat pilots in the country. Her nickname was Lucky. She grew up smelling jet fuel. Her father flew in Vietnam. Though she earned her pilot's license in college at Purdue, she had no plans to join the military. She majored in literature. She wanted to become a teacher. But something else was also holding back a career in the air. Combat aviation wasn't open to women. In graduate school, that changed. And so did everything for Penny. She signed up immediately. She would become a fighter pilot just like her dad. In the fall of 2001, Penny was just a rookie, the first female F-16 pilot ever at the 121st Fighter Squadron of the D.C. National Air Guard. On September 11th, they had just returned from two weeks of air combat training in Nevada. They were sitting around a briefing table when someone popped in with news of the unthinkable. A plane had hit one of the World Trade Center towers in New York. They assumed it was just some Yahoo in a Cessna. When it happened to the second tower, they knew the situation was different. Much different. It was war. But in the monumental confusion of those moments, it was impossible to get clear orders. Nothing was ready. The jets were still equipped with dummy bullets from the training mission. After a plane hit the Pentagon, word came almost immediately of a fourth plane taken over by terrorists. It was clear that someone had to fly, weapons or no weapons. Colonel Mark Sassville barked to Penny, Lucky, you are coming with me. She climbed in and rushed to power up the engines. She didn't have time to go through the routine checks on the plane, nor did she have time to think about the fact that her father, now a captain at United Airlines, could have been on one of the hijacked flights. The crew chief still had his headphones plugged into the fuselage as Penny nudged the throttle forward. He ran along pulling safety pins from the jet as it moved ahead. Soaring into the air, they strategized how to hit their target and survive. They hadn't, of course, ever trained to bring down airliners, but their chances at ejecting just before impact were slim. Penny believed that if they were successful in their mission, 
this would be the last time she ever took off. Penny and Sassville, though, never had to complete that mission. After flying for hours, the two learned that United 93 had already gone down, not in D.C., but in a field in Pennsylvania. The passengers on that flight, who learned from loved ones on the ground about the other hijacked planes, were willing to do what Penny and Sassville were going to do. Anything. They fought the terrorists, forcing them straight into the ground. Penny and Sassville flew the rest of the day, clearing the airspace and escorting the president, looking down on a country changed forever. I'm Mike Rosenwald. Thanks for listening. Special thanks to Steve Hendricks for reporting this story for The Washington Post. And for more forgotten stories from history, visit WashingtonPost.com slash Retropod.